Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Before we get into today's guest, I just want to tell everyone that... Donations of items are now being accepted for the upcoming ACB Radio Holiday Auction in December. For more information on how to donate items, go to speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com and look under List of Episodes and Show News and find the blog post towards the top that says Important Information About Donating Items for the 2017 ACB Radio Holiday Auction. Now on to today's guest. Do you want to learn how to use a washer and dryer? Do you want the appliances to tell you all of their buttons and settings? Look no further than to GE Appliances First Builds Talking Laundry Module. WDRB-TV reports that GE Appliances First Builds Sam Duplessis and his son Jack invented the module. The father-son inventor duo join us to talk about how this special device can help the blind and visually impaired wash their clothes with ease and do it right. Welcome to the show, Jack and Sam. Thank you. Sam, GE Appliances First Build says that you're the company's design leader. What do you do as the design leader? Uh, I'm glad you asked. I'm I'm here at uh, First Build's... uh... We're a wholly owned subsidiary of GE Appliances, and uh, I lead the design efforts where we try to innovate at least 12 new products a year. We uh, innovate from all different sources of ideas, some of our own and some from an online community where people try to give us ideas. Basically, ideas for new things to invent, right? That's correct. I mean, somebody has a really, they've come in, typically ideas start as a problem. Or somebody needing, you know, seeing a way to do something better. We just take it from there and try to help them turn it into a reality and make a product out of it. That's good. Jack, we know that you're Sam's son, but tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a freshman at DuPont Manual High School in Louisville, Kentucky. I've been uh, dealing with computers for a good part of my life, I think. Programming is uh, just a really fun hobby. I really like computers and programming, and uh, I'm also on the cross-country team. That's another thing I spend a lot of time doing. Now, WDRB-TV says that you're an inventor. What's the most fun about being an inventor? The best part is when it actually works, you just feel really satisfied and really good that you made something that works and could be helpful to someone else. When the device works and it helps somebody, that's a good feeling. Sam, what motivated you and your son to invent this talking laundry module? It's an interesting story, and it, by happen chance, just came about. We do something every year at First Build called a hackathon. And if you've heard of hackers, you know, you typically think of coders, that a bunch of people get in a room and they try to hack and break into stuff. Well, we've taken a new vision of what a hacker and it can be in a hackathon. We think of it as, a bunch of people, you know, empowered to solve a problem. And it could be coders, but it could also be people that make stuff with their hands. And we try to do a hackathon focused on 
building new solutions for the home once a year. We bring a couple hundred people together, spend a couple days nonstop, and people with the best ideas win prizes. One of the ideas from last year's hackathon was a cooktop for the visually impaired. And from a cooktop, we actually came out with an idea that turned into this new invention. This talking laundry module. Sam and Jack, what was the design for the new module? I understand that you two, that you two each, each of you had different designs. I kind of got the first insight. We had a, a cooktop for the visually impaired and we're fortunate enough in Louisville to have American Printing House for the Blind headquartered here. So we reached out to them and went and toured their facility and then invited them here and then showed off some of the appliance solutions that were created for uh, ADA accessibility. The feedback on the cooktop was great. I mean, we had locators for the pans over the burners so you didn't have to use your hands to feel it. The pot's kind of naturally centered on the burner and everything was well received. It was voice enabled but it had a cap-touched kind of touchscreen for the control. It's kind of based on the only thing, you know, it's a high-end product. That's all it's going to have. The director of technology at American Printing House for the Blind said, had, you know, jokingly, he goes, have, have you ever heard of a knob? <laughs> then he started just going into, you know, how everything's getting higher featured but less accessible. And he talked about his washer and dryer having a knob that spins 360 and doesn't even have a home position or a home beat. That's when I got the idea, well, at first build, we can do all kinds of things. We can make products from scratch, but I know we can make a washing machine and dryer have a home beat. <laughs> and uh, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah, just make it beep so they know where home is and you can count the clicks. We've got the ability to reprogram products like that and resell them at first build, but I went home and talked to Jack and asked him, We've got also the ability to communicate through a service port on these washers. Would he be interested in trying to communicate with the washer and see if he could help take that a step further? And he jumped at the chance. So, Sam, you worked on the knobs. Jack, you worked on the voice. But, Sam, when one turns the knob, we're going to focus on knobs first. When one turns the knob, what washing cycles would the module announce? Like the one washing machine, I think we've got like 16 settings. It has cottons, delicates, whites, active wear. There's a sanitize setting. There's rinse and spin, jeans, bulky items. All those are, you know, mixed around the dial. It's funny is you get these electronic controls that are, you know, embedded in these things. And the marketing team goes, well, I'll add a new cycle. What's well, easy? You know, they just had another position, but as they start filling this dial, the text starts getting smaller. <laughs> you don't necessarily even have to be, you know, uh, blind, but just visually impaired of some, to some degree, and you can't read the knob in the settings anymore. It's a pretty common problem, even aging in place. It is certainly a common problem. Jack, you taught the module how to speak the settings in both English and Spanish. How'd you do that? First, we had recording the voices in both English, and then um, we recorded someone who, who spoke Spanish, and we recorded their voice as well, and just made a button to switch between the two recorded voices. Later, we switched to text-to-speech, like a computer voice, and we used a, a Spanish computer voice to speak out the Spanish words correctly. We switched to text-to-speech because recorded voices weren't practical for like development process of the module. 
it made it easier to um, prototype the module and uh, add the Spanish for all of the different settings as well. Now, how was the speaking voice for the device developed? WLKY-TV says that the voice was recorded. Yes, yeah, so we recorded it at first. We just started out and recording it at first was like the easier option. But once we added uh, more functionality and there were like different settings that it could say, then we switched to the, the text-to-speech. And, and one of the things that drove it was just feedback from uh, the people that field tested it. They wanted to know how much time was left. And it's a big digital display, like one-inch uh, numbers, but still very, uh, you know, when you walk up to a washing machine and they have a lot of time left, you just don't know. And so instead of recording all the possible times at the early stage, we just went ahead and went text-to-speech for, for that. What was the... Um, the uh, engine that you used? Um, eSpeak. Okay. What are some of the announcements that the device gives the users? Can you demonstrate that for us? Would you like to hear it from the product? Sure. Okay, we'll just walk over where we have a unit set up in our showroom. Can't wait to oh. hear this. Okay, so Jack, you want to tell them what you're going to do. You're going to Turn the knob on the washer. So this is um, the knob. Active wear. There's it saying active wear. Cold wash. Steep wash. Those are some settings on the knob. Um, and then it also will say buttons that are on the, the to the left of the knob on the washer. Spin level, high. Like spin level and... Soil level, normal. Soil level. Uh, so that's what it speaks on the washer. Start a cycle. Starting speed wash with an estimated 24 minutes left. It'll say it's starting whatever cycle and it'll give you how much time you have left on it. On the dryer, it also speaks the knob and the buttons on the side. Um, so it's very similar thing on the dryer. That is one easy to understand voice, you guys. I could easily understand the voice and, and what the settings were in just seconds. Certainly will. We've learned a lot, though, in, in doing this and the feedback that we're getting. Jack's taken that feedback in terms of additional problems to solve. Originally, it was just a knob, and then, you know, it was a challenge to make these things. These, these products weren't designed to actually communicate this data in this format, and he had to come up with algorithms to actually query the machines and, and uh, be able to speak the each button setting. And even he added a button on the box, so when you walk up to it and you press the button, it'll tell you, if it's running, it'll tell you how much time is remaining. So if you came up on it and it was running, you want to know, well, it'll be done in 20 minutes. It'll let you know for the washer or the dryer. Has anybody tried out this module yet? Sure, sure have. Jack, how many do we have on test? Um, uh, there's the, the, the original person gave us the feedback on the knobs, the, um, technology director at American Printing Office for Blind is testing one, and then there's, we put some of these modules in the Kentucky School for the Blind as well, uh, so we're getting good feedback from both of those sources. And then this is at their dorm where they're actually, you know, they're using them and learning how to use and do laundry as they're living away from home, uh, for probably for the first time in their live-in dorm. And recently we uh, were able to get uh, two more sets of laundry into the Kentucky office 
uh, of the blind that's here in Louisville, Kentucky, where they also have a live-in dorm. And uh, it's a little bit different uh, uh, program where they t they deal more with uh, people that have lost sight later in life, and they're trying to uh, retrain them in terms of you know how to how to get around in their home and uh, uh, use appliances. So it was great being able to put the product there as well. That's very good. Are you going to try out the module with any other groups? Um, we uh, we've tried it out with uh, at at our house with our with my wife, who is uh, somewhat visually impaired in our dark basement, and if she doesn't have her cheaters, she cannot read it. So <laughs> uh, she loves it, and uh, we actually have put it up for sale. That's good. What are some of the future improvements for the device? Anything? Well, um, from a first build point of view, they're made to order, and uh, we didn't want to wait in terms of trying to figure out uh, and put uh, a lot of investment in uh, plastic injection molds. We wanted to get this into people that needed its hands right away. If the volume picks up, you know, I could anticipate putting a program around it to try to get the cost down. It's currently $99, and we'd love to get the cost down so it's more affordable. Um, and potentially more attractive. I mean, it's in a metal box that we fabricate here at First Build. It's not bad looking, but, you know, it's just uh, we're in very limited uh, production on it. So the device is available. So the module is available to order now? It sure is off uh, the firstbuild.com website. Will it be available in stores or through other services? Uh, it may be. Uh, we but right now, that's the only place that we have it for sale. Um, and if anybody hearing this has an idea of, you know, a good place that it should be for sale, we'd love to get that feedback. That would be great. We're going to put a link to uh, the firstbuild.com website um, up on our Speaking Out for the Blind website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com when this show goes out. So we've talked a little bit about the announcements. Now, the module, it's its basically a simple box. WDRB says this. That plugs into the washers and dryers. Sam, which washers and dryers work with the device? There's a couple models uh, that we validated for, for functionality uh, for washer and dryer. And uh, they are, the links to those are on our product page for the talking laundry module um but i the um the washer is a uh, gtw 680 and the dryer is a uh, gtx 65 and uh those are current mod models uh we are working to expand our list of models and validate the product on as many models as we can. Are other companies like Maytag, Whirlpool inventing similar modules? And when might those be available? I can't speak to what they're inventing, but I can tell you just in terms of what First Build does and the reason we are doing things the way we're doing it. Um, you know, this is an area where uh, 
if we're the first in the market for something like this, it's because we saw an idea and we acted fast. Uh, Jack had the basic idea of running in a weekend, um, and then we turned it into a product of within uh, a couple months. Uh, we want to go fast, and we want to take the learning that we're getting from this and see how we can drive it back to, you know, GE appliances. You know, that's why First Build exists. What innovations can we create and learn from that make our, you know, our core line of products better? Um, we've learned a lot just on basic accessibility in terms of our apps uh, and in the, the functionality of the washer and dryer and how they have enunciations for certain buttons, you know, to, to be more specific and how the tones can tell you where you are in a, in a particular setting. So if you don't have the, uh, the voice-enabled feature, at least the product that we sell off the showroom floor is much more accessible. Jack? What name did you decide to give the module? Um, well, we never really decided on a good name. It's still just the talking laundry module as of right now, um, which is not a very good name, cause, um, but we're always open to suggestions <laughs> for a better one. What other ideas for names do you have for a possible permanent name for the product? Um, we haven't really thought about it too much. We've just always called it the, the talking laundry module, um, which is, but um, off the top of my head, I can't really think of any better names. It's, uh, it's funny when GE actually has a, uh, one of our trademarks is uh, clean speak, where the washer communicates its, its dryer settings uh, or its settings to the dryer. So the dryer is pre-configured to the right dryer settings and, and uh, that is kind of cool, you know, in terms of this being clean speak. But when we talk about this product right now, it what makes it great is um, you can add it to a product with just a couple plugs, and it's very simple. It's very uh, the the whole beauty of this is its simplicity. And if we think about all the other products, like potentially cooking products that may be able to use with this, you could actually take you know, your range settings in the oven becomes very hard to use because they're all electronic controls. It's hard to find an oven with a knob anymore. And if we can get this type of functionality on the oven, then we've improved the kitchen uh, accessibility tremendously from the current products that are out there. And so we decided not to call it something like clean speak because maybe it's bigger than that. One of the nice parts about GE appliances and our our you know, we call it our big brother. A lot of their products are coming out with Wi-Fi enabled and you can be connected with an app, with Alexa and with Google. So the kitchen is a little bit um, more connected and uh, maybe more accessible. But this device can certainly help and could be configured to do a kitchen appliance as well as laundry. And so we're going to look at that. A lot of things are moving real fast right now in terms of app improvements and um, Google and Amazon improvements in terms of uh, connectivity. All of that sounds good. Do you plan to um, show off the device at any, say, sort of fairs or special events in the near future? Um, the first thing that we're going to do, um, and Jack 
American Printing House for the Blind has their annual conference, and they invited Jack to come down to accept one of their uh, awards for his development. And uh, as a parent, I'm thrilled to see that happen. And then it turns out they're going to have educators and others from around the country there, and they have a product showcase. So we'll be able to demo it there. And we're we're actively talking with American Printing House for the Blind of other venues that can get the best exposure product so that it can grow from here. Now, I'm hearing a lot of noise from you guys a little bit in the background throughout this show. I was wondering what the noise is. We're actually in our retail environment, and there is a little bit of traffic. We're an open maker space. We've got an area where we demo some of our creations, and, uh, and but people come in here, and they go into our makerspace, and they, they get to use our tools and create new products with us. And so people coming and going is a little bit of the noise in the background. Okay. It makes for good workshop noise, definitely for that space to create this new module. Is there anything else you two would like to add? Um, well, it certainly has been great talking with you. And, uh, you know, I... I uh, I really have enjoyed what we've been able to do as a father-son team working on this. It's uh, It's been great seeing the reception that it's getting in terms of the benefits. Uh, this simple product, it's, the, you know, it just seems simple now that it's done. But when Jack was putting all the hours in it, uh, he certainly put a lot into it to make it work. And it makes me proud. And I'm very proud of you guys, too. Definitely, Jack. Good luck in high school, too. And Jack and Sam, I believe that you two are the true inventors working to help the blind and visually impaired become more independent and live very enjoyable lives. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind, or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash for dash the Dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. everyone, this is Rick Morin, the host of Rick's Picks, here on ACB Radio Interactive every Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. 
Now, Wednesday, of course, is midweek, and 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. is about as midday of the midweek as you could possibly get. So it's all downhill from here. Hey, every week we're going to play music that's kind of easy on the ears, music that you can listen to the lyrics to and enjoy them. A lot of adult contemporary music. I like to play show tunes and, oh, all kinds of cool stuff, interviews, and I surprise you every now and then with some little ditties that I'll pick up here and there. So why don't you tune in? And if you can't listen to the show live, you can listen to it on demand now on acbradio.org slash R-P-I-C-K-S. That's acbradio.org slash R-P-I-C-K-S. California, Florida, Iowa, Texas, guide dog users, students, IT professionals, government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention and operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. Affiliates in Action. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. Affiliates are really the heartbeat of the organization. The affiliates are are where our members are. Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, replaying periodically throughout the broadcast day. We really want people to think about listening to ACB Radio to get the latest word on happenings within ACB. Affiliates in Action. The heart and voices of ACB on ACB Radio Mainstream. Together, we can do anything. How do we know the best choices to make? And when we look back over our lives... How do we know the choices that have most influenced us from who we have been to who we are today? Join me as my guests and I explore defining moments from there to here on the inside track. Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream. I'm Debbie Hazelton. (laughs) 